You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Online Course Podcast, the, the place where course creators go to sell more of their online course. I'm super excited because this week we have a very special guest all the way from Los Angeles, California, over there in the, the USA. A little bit about this person. She's an expert when it comes to making your course better. So uh, a few different ways we can talk about it and she'll get into it, but a quick summary, when it, with online courses booming, what this person does is help fill the need for error-free courses, essentially, everything to do in the, the online course space, whether it's proofreading your online course, your launch emails, your slide deck, uh, testing the links, watching the videos, making sure that you're understood. She's got a degree in English. She's got years of experience with online courses and digital marketing, so she knows a thing or two on the matter. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Monique Miro from Proof Mango. Monique, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No, thank you for giving us your time. I was I was chatting to Monique before and I was like, wow, you're in LA. You know, there's <laughs> if I was in LA, I'd be going to Hollywood or Beverly Hills or, you know, trying to date some of the celebrities or something. But Monique's <laughs> here hanging out with us. So thank you very much for your time, Monique. Oh, absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much. All good. Now, Monique, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up? Have you got one for us? I have actually, and it's two words and it's really simple and it is never quit. Mm. I really like that because I feel like it gives me a long runway for anything that I want to do. You know, it's not like, oh, let's just get this done. Let's get this launch done. It's like never quit. It just, it means that no matter like what happens to you, this launch or in this business, like if you never quit, you're eventually going to get to where you want to be. So never quit is the thing that I always tell myself, good or bad, rain or shine. <laughs> that's my go-to. Yes. I'm a huge fan of that one myself. I've got a slightly different tweak. I, my favorite quote is I never lose. I either win or I learn. So whenever Ooh. I do something, you know, if it's, if it wins, great. I'm happy because it I won. If it didn't work, Hey, totally cool. As long as I can look at that and be like, why didn't it work? Huh? Maybe I should have done this differently, or maybe I'll go this angle, or maybe I'll do that. So I, I love that there. And I then I'm that. a huge fan of, do you know who Tony Robbins is? Is he? Popular? Oh yeah. Yeah, I absolutely too? do. He yeah, is. Yeah. 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 He comes to Australia a couple of times a year. And oh, that's awesome. he's, he's very uh, big on, uh, he's got this formula, you know, on how to essentially achieve any goal you want. And it's essentially, hey, what's your goal? Great. You know what your goal is. Now, how are you going to get there? What's your plan? Great. Now, do something. Now, if that doesn't work, try another way. And if that doesn't work, try another way. And if it oh, doesn't I work, love that. Try another way. And he, he tells this story. It's so funny. He's like, you know, most people are like, oh, you know, I just can't do it. I've, I've tried everything. And he's like, all right, well, what have you tried? And they'll mention like one or two things, you know? <laughs> he's like, yeah. oh, so you've just mentioned one or two things and you've done the same thing over and over again. Like, hey, just change it around and try something else and try something else and try something else. So, yeah, exactly. I, I, I love, love that. that. Brought that up. 
But, um, hey, Monique, I've obviously, you know, chatted to you, I think it was a, a week or so ago, so I know mm. a little bit about what it is you do and why you do it. But for my listeners, I mean, I just told them you, you help them make their course better. Do you want to expand a little bit on that? Tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? How did you get into it? Why do you do it? Give us the, the rundown there. Yeah, so I'd love to. Um, so I would say that my story really begins on the way back from Vegas, actually. <laughs> oh, this, is, this just got a whole lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, my boyfriend and I were on our way back from Vegas, and we're on that stretch of road going back to L.A. where there's just really nothing around. Um, and I've we were listening that that. to... Is that in The Hangover? Is that when he does that? Yeah. Is that where it yeah, is? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the 15. <laughs> and we were just like listening to a true crime podcast, you know, just like feeling really tired. Um, and I got a message from one of my clients. So at the time I was doing tech virtual assistance and um, one of my clients had an online course and uh, I had been helping him with a lot of things, you know, doing tech virtual assistance, you know, opt-ins and just all kinds of stuff, proofreading. Um, but he was like, hey, would you mind proofreading my course content? And I was like, oh my gosh, like this whole light bulb just went off. Like I was so tired in the car and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that sounds like the best task ever. Like I love online courses. I love proofreading. I love helping people. Like this sounds amazing, you know? So he gave me that task and I, I almost was like, I'll do it for free. You know, when you find that thing, you're just like, I love it so much. So um, he gave me the task and um, he gave me a good amount of time to work on it. It had a lot of course content. Um, and I just couldn't help but be so excited when I was going through the course content. I just felt like this is, this for me is what lights me up. This is like something I could do where like I'm in the zone and like all time just kind of stops and I'm just so excited to do it. So it was at that moment that I realized, you know, I think I want to kind of pursue this and see where it goes. So from that moment, I slowly let go of my virtual assistant clients that I had had. And I was also working full time to um, I have a background in online advertising. So I was reviewing like advertisements, like compliance, make sure they were good and all that stuff. Um, and so I let go of all my virtual assistants clients to really just dive into what it would mean for me to be able to help people proofread their course content. And when I started doing that, um, I started having conversations with course creators and I was just trying to figure out like where that service could kind of fit in with them. Right. Um, and of course, like I got good feedback, like people were kind of lukewarm about it. They were like, yeah, I mean, sure. People can't spell. So that works. Um, but I wasn't really finding that people were like super excited about it. Like they were like, oh yeah, sure. You know, but I, I wasn't really seeing that that could be like the whole enchilada, like the whole need of course creators. So the more people that I talked to, I realized that they really just needed help feeling a little bit more confident with their course. They really just didn't feel like their course was all the way there. Or if they, if it was all the way there, they really wasn't, they really weren't like, they couldn't understand how to get more students or, you know, market their course the right way. It just all came down to like, is my course really good enough? And I spoke to one course creator who was like, you know, that's great that you're helping with content, but like, it would be cool if you could just like give me feedback on my entire course and let me know how that goes too. And I was like, yeah, actually that sounds like way more fun than just looking at the content. So, <laughs> so it was at that moment when I really decided, you know, 
great that I have proofreading experience, great that I love online courses, but how else can I help online course creators? And that's kind of where I pivoted. And I was like, you know what? I really want to help them with other things too. I really want to help them make sure their students get a really solid experience. And that not only is the content, you know, error free, but is the experience good in terms of do the links work and, you know, are they feeling supported throughout? And so that's really kind of where I came to be this course quality girl. <laughs> yes. Love it. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, let's, let's dive into the meat of it then. I love what you said there, Monique, how you were like, I help course creators give their students a really, really solid experience. So right. I think there's two ways we can go with this. Let me know which one would work better for you. Sure. Whether we say like, cause you've probably looked at hundreds of courses, so many different courses, you know, oh, yeah. there's obviously some common things that a lot of course creators are doing really bad. And there's obviously mm-hmm. some common things that a lot of course creators are doing really good. And there's obviously a lot of things that are just like, hey, it's not bad, but if you just switch to this, it would be a whole new experience there and it would be way better. Which which avenue would you prefer to go, Monique? Should we talk about common errors? Should we talk about um, things that really make a good experience, little one percenters? What works best for you? I think we could talk about a little bit of both because I, I don't want to say, oh, everyone's doing this wrong without actually saying, you know, here's <laughs> what you could do to make it right. Okay. Do you um, want to do a, what, a top five on each? Would that work? Give me five common errors and five really good things, and then we'll expand on each one as we go. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. All right. So um, I would say some top five things that course creators I feel maybe aren't doing so great mm. um, that I'm seeing is, number one, they are – teaching just fine, but they're not giving the how. They're not really showing how to do what it is they're teaching. Um, a lot of times they will teach and then just kind of like give like a worksheet or something like that, you know, and, and they say, okay, well, good luck. You know, let me know if you have any questions. I'll see you in the next module. Um, and so to combat that, I guess I'll talk about the, the way that they can combat that is I really feel that there's an opportunity to teach them how to actually do what it is that you're teaching. So let's say, for example, you're teaching them how to um, list build. You know, you can give them all the strategy in the world and you can say, now go fill out this worksheet or go reach out to everyone you know. But if you show them yourself actually reaching out to everyone you know, you know, that gives them so much more motivation to actually do the work. And they feel really like it's possible, you know, like it's something that they can actually do. So I would say number one is that make sure you're showing exactly how to do the thing because a lot of times, you know, that part is just missing and that's, people need that motivation. Um, okay. So that's so the first thing. Okay, yeah. let me just make sure I understand that. So yeah. let's say um, the how-to. So let's say you're, you're teaching a course on how to list build. It's not just a matter of, you know, hey, put a lead magnet together and then, Oh, you know, let's say, that you, okay, great. You've already got a lead magnet. That's great. You know, here's how to list your, your how to build your list, you know, go on different Facebook groups and right. you know, make posts and interact with different people. And then here's how you do it on Instagram. Instead of just saying that, say, Hey, here's a quick two minute video. Watch what I'm going to do live here. And it's actually a screenshot of you, you know, replying to the comments or, or whatever yes. it may be. Yes. That's so helpful. It just, it's that it's, it's like so easy, you know, it's mm. just like, having the course creator actually do what you're teaching. I mean, and if you can do it, you might as well just film yourself doing it and then they feel more confident to do it. Because a lot of times, for me at least, when I'm taking a course and I get like a worksheet and I'm like, okay, this is great, but I'm off by myself doing this worksheet. And if I get stuck, 
you know, I just feel like there's kind of a disconnect and I don't really know where to go for help. So I feel like that's really, that's really okay. a key thing. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Got it. Number All two. Right. Number two. So another thing that they can do, um, or that I'm seeing that is not so great, this is from a proofreader perspective, um, is not making sure that their content is number one, error-free, you know, mm. minus the typos, but also just consistent, like with their capitalization, casing, things like that. Um, when someone enters your course, they have a first impression of you. And when they, and especially if they're investing like two, $300 into your course, right when they open your course, they have kind of like this expectation of how it's going to look. And believe it or not, typos and just inconsistent capitalization and casing, it's kind of a turn off because people feel like they're expecting something that just looks a little bit more polished. So my tip for that is really just to make sure that things are consistent. And this is easy. You don't need to be a proofreader to do this. You can easily just be like, okay, if I'm going to write my titles this way, I'm going to structure them this way. Maybe every word is, you know, the first word is capitalized. Let's just keep that consistent because we don't want the learners to actually have any distractions while they're going through. And it seems like typos are, and consistency is kind of like minor, but I've talked to a lot of course creators and it is something that is a distraction. So I would say I do see a lot of inconsistencies with that. And the one thing you can do to combat it is just make sure things are consistent. You know, um, like I said, you don't need to be a proofreader to do it. Just make sure it's good. <laughs> Follow up questionnaire. So yes, that may please. be something I'm guilty of, right? And mm -hmm. I just can't be bothered. You know, I would much rather, um, you know, pay someone to say, Hey, here's all my stuff, you know, go over and, and read oh, it yeah. or do this sort of stuff here. Yeah. What's, and I guess a few things there, a, is that something you do or is, is yours? Let me think of how to, the, the question I'm going to ask here is for someone like me, what are some different options they can have? And one of the options can be hire you or, or do you whatever that may be cool, but let's give a few different ones, whether it's like, Hey, you can, Right. You know, get a friend to proofread it, or you can jump on Fiverr, or you can give someone access for free, or you can hire a proofreader, or you can use me who does everything. What what sort of tips can you give someone like me who just can't think of anything worse and more boring than, you know, oh, doing yeah. that? Yeah. So um, I think that if, if you have a virtual assistant, that's a good step. If you're, if you're just like, no, I can't do this. I'm just going to hire someone. Fiverr virtual assistant, that's always great. I also really like Grammarly because you can mm. easily just copy and paste it in there. It's not really that much work to copy and paste it, especially if you're just like creating it, like as you're creating your content, Grammarly is your best friend because it's, it really, it's not the most perfect, but it really gets you there like 80 to 90% of the way there to where you're not making those crazy mistakes. Um, either that, like I said, VA, or of course I'm available for that. Um, but also, yeah, Fiverr is a great, a great option. Um, yeah, I think those are some really good options if you want that. Awesome. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. Number three. Yeah. Number three. So a lot of something that I really find interesting is that when you take, um, when you take like real courses in real life, when you're growing up, you know, you always had, you know, quizzes, you always had tests and you always had feedback from your teachers. I feel like online courses are missing that feedback element um, because it's way too easy to create a course nowadays. I mean, it's hard, but it's very easy to just kind of put something together. Um, but I feel like, how are you going to know if your students are actually learning unless you actually see the work that they're doing? 
Yep. And either you're giving them feedback or you have a community for them to actually get feedback in. Yep. So that that's kind of, for me, another thing that I see is missing. Um, just because it's so hard when, like I said, you feel kind of lonely when you're doing a course. You feel like you, you're doing it for yourself. Um, but if you can't get feedback on what you're actually doing, it's so hard to know whether or not you're doing it right. Like I'm reading this book uh, right now and it's like all about making your business more simple. And for me, it's kind of like a course because I do the exercises, but you know, I'm not getting feedback on anything that I'm putting out there. Like, Oh, let, let's create your one liner in your business. Um, great. But if nobody you know, looks at it, how do you know it's any good? You know? So I really think providing that feedback for people is really helpful. And a way that they can do that uh, is to have a community. Or if you have areas in your course where you want to, you know, let's say have students submit their work. I know that a lot of course platforms probably offer something or you can share Dropbox files or something like that. Um, just something where you can, they can get some sort of like, can you just look at this really quick and make sure that I'm doing this or I'm on the right track, mm -hmm. you know? Cause I feel like when you have that, you feel like, okay, I know what I have to do now. And you, you're a lot more motivated to actually get it done too, so. Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Love it. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll give a few two cents there or, or my take there. So yeah. uh, let me think of the best way to explain this for me. Okay, cool. So let's say with my courses that I run with, with fitness education online, now mm -hmm. we need to have an assessment because it's it's registered with Fitness Australia and oh, your yeah. students get um, you know CEC points or CEU points or PD points, depending on what industry you're in. So mm -hmm. we need to have something there. That's one of the requirements is, hey, um, at the, at the end of, or your, your, whoever does your course needs to do an assessment. Right. And then if they pass it, you need to give them a certificate. So, okay. you know, they can show it to their boss or they can, you know, use it when they re-register as, as proof that they've done the course. Right. So, um, yeah, we've always have to have them there and, and there's different levels of it. And it depends, I guess, what, what the goal is there, even at the, the bare minimum, just even a multiple choice is not bad. Better than right. nothing, you know? It's been, yeah. been all right, cool. Here are the outcomes. Let me at least give them a, a multiple choice test yeah. to make sure they've got it. And there's software out there these days. Uh, I use a software class marker so mm. that you can, it's all automated. So I can, you know, oh. put together an assessment. It can be a multiple choice assessment. There's even other mm. things, mix and match. And you can do short answer questions there as well. As long as they've got these words, it's correct. But that can get a bit tricky. But even just at a bare minimum, you can do true and false. You can do multiple choice. You can do, you know, mix and, and match that thing there. It's all automated. Really cool. So it's no extra work on the course creator. You know, they oh. can go and do it. Uh, and they also get an assessment, uh, sorry, a certificate sent to them as well. So mm. all that's quite quite handy there. But there's even, you know, Teachable and Thinkific and Kanjabi and Uzenla. They've all got some sort of quizzes and that on there there. Now, yeah. I quite like um, the community thing as well. So 
I'm lucky in that I've got a big Facebook group. Well, I'm not lucky. I guess I've worked hard at it, right? So I've yeah, got a, yeah, a Facebook absolutely. group with about 12,000 members. So what I've done, and that's, that's students wow. and leads and that sort of thing as well, right? Everyone okay. just, it's part of my funnel. You go into the Facebook yeah. group, you know? And then what I do in my courses is essentially, there's a few things. Firstly, there's a module right up the start. And what I say is, hey, make sure you join this Facebook group and make sure you participate. Because a Facebook group like this, really, you could probably find any answer to anything in this course anyway, if you right. just scroll through that, that Facebook group there. And also, yeah, I'm an expert on this topic, but there's people that have a different uh, take on it than me. So if you post mm -hmm. in the Facebook group, not only are you going to get my opinion, but you're also going to get other people's opinion as well. So make sure that you, you post there. But then I also go the other way and I'm like, hey, make sure that you reply to other people's posts in there. If someone make, makes a post, make sure that you go in there and like it and you reply to the comment because here's the thing, a community is only as valuable as the people in there, right? Mm. I can have 12,000 yes, people. absolutely. If, if you post and no one replies to your thing, then that's just a waste of your time, right? Mm. And it's got to be a, a give or take thing. It's like if you want to get feedback when you post, hey, make sure you give it to other people because that what, that's what build that community there. So yeah. I really nurture that thing there. And then I also really push it. If anyone asks me a question, emails me or whatever, I'm like, hey, can you post that in the Facebook group? Because I've got a really, really good answer for that, but I want everybody to see it. Yeah. So that way it prompts just so many people posting and asking for feedback, prompts a lot of that. And then yeah. in, the, in the course, I'll have specific action tasks, but most of those action tasks involve posting in the Facebook group anyway. So let's right. say, for example, my bootcamp course, the first module is about, you know, putting together a program that sells. It's not right. just, here's 10 bucks, meet me at the park and run a bootcamp, right? It's, right, right. Yeah. 50 bucks a week, you get five sessions a week, you also mm -hmm. get a 12-week home program, you also get some basic nutrition guidelines, some clean eating recipes, yada, yada, yada. Now, yeah. that's what you learn in there. But at the end of that module, hey, your action task, put something like this together but then post it in the Facebook group and ask for suggestions, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I find that's a good way to, to uh, get some feedback there. Yeah. And that allows you to really assess if people are learning in your own course, you mm. know, because how else are you going to know? I mean, and then you can just scroll through the Facebook and then see everything. I mean, that's really great. And then, you know, too, like how to tweak things and maybe people are asking questions and they're coming across roadblocks and things like that. So that's great. And especially yeah. since your community is so helpful. I think that's great. Yes. So love that point. So we're up to point number four, Monique. What have you got right. for us here? I really like, well, I guess I'll start with the bad, I guess. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've noticed in a lot of courses is um, some of them are set it and forget it, you know? So um, I, I noticed that a lot of courses just, um, or course creators rather, just aren't really showing up in the way that I feel would be really helpful. Um, and I feel like when you have a course, you know, it's great because you are having this kind of passive income, but there is some work. There is some work in showing up and being there for your students, uh, especially in the beginning. Like if you have a big launch, you know, and you only launch a couple times a year, you know, you really want to be there for your students. And what I found really is helpful with this is having onboarding calls. I was talking to a course creator the other day that actually does this, where she will have um, for a limited amount of time, sort of like for these launches where they have a bunch of people come in in the beginning, they have onboarding calls for new students. And I thought that was really great because in the beginning, everyone's really excited 
and they really just want to know, like they want to dive in and they want to get in and they want to get to work. And on these onboarding calls, they basically have them on Zoom and they ask them like, why did you sign up? What are you most excited about? You know, um, what has stopped you from doing this, you know, in the past and answers any questions they have. I really like that idea because I don't really hear that very often. Um, but I really encourage just showing up either once a month, either in the Facebook Live or something like that, you know, giving them the option to see you and get their questions answered. And there are some people that might not have a lot of students that are asking questions. Um, I still think you can show up and just have a live work session, maybe. Maybe if there's a module that you see people aren't getting past, you know, even if it's just five people, you know, like maybe have a live work session. Or if another student has had success, you know, maybe go live and showcase their success. You know, just as long as you're showing up in a way that makes them feel like you're there, even if they're not really into your course or they're not finishing it. I mean, just showing up, I feel like it's really powerful for them because I feel like they buy you first, really before your course. So they're expecting you. Obviously they're expecting their own transformation, but they bought you. <laughs> so they want to see you. So I really feel like showing up is, is really important. Yes. Love that. And it can be as simple as many different ways you can do this, right? The, the two yeah. that, that come to my head that I, I sort of do in my group there is yeah, Facebook lives. So once again, in that community group there, you know, I don't do as much as I used to, but especially when starting off, I'll even go live every day, you know, especially in the, the boot when I had a, uh, when I was running boot camp as well, the end of every session, I'll just jump on my phone. Hey guys, here's the workout I did today. If you want to do it with your clients, you know, yeah. and that it, it builds so much. And, and, and let me get to put this. It almost like it adds more value to your course even if they don't do the course, they may join the Facebook group and see you and get tips that way and be like, you know yeah. what, this course was worth it just to be in this Facebook group and get all Absolutely. these tips there. So I think mm -hmm. that could be handy or it may even be a webinar. You know, even if it's not yeah. a Q&A, you might say, hey, you know, once a month I run a webinar. Here's the link, register for this. And once again, you might learn something in that webinar. Yeah. Wasn't even in the, you bought the course and you didn't even like the course that much, but you learned heaps out of the webinar. You know, yeah. yeah, the course was worth it because I went to this webinar and I learned all this sort of stuff here. And that's very yeah. leveraged in it. And I think we've, we've, um, a Facebook live, I like to have a purpose. You know, hey, mm -hmm. here's the goal. Here's what I'm going yeah. across. Five, 10 minutes. Here's what it is. If you've got any questions, comment below. Um, if it's more like a webinar, then it, it, you don't even need the questions. It might just be like, you know, hey, I'm just going to run a webinar once a month. Here's the topic, something related. Great, there's Q&A at the end. But, you know, you can go on there and do it. Doesn't matter if there's one person. Doesn't matter if there's two people. Doesn't matter if there's no one. You can do the webinar anyway and get a recording and, and post it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as long as you're showing up, I mean, they're going to be happy. So, yes. you know, I think that's, that's really great. Agree. Yeah. Number five, we're up to. Number five, I would say follow-up. I feel mm. like a lot of course creators, I mean, I've got so many courses. I am a course hoarder. And I don't think ever once um, have I had any anyone from the team or anyone on the course creator side ever follow up with me on how I'm doing. And I, maybe that's too high of an expectation, but I do feel that students appreciate it because they're there's too many course graveyards out there. Like <laughs> everyone's got at least three, <laughs> I would say. Um, so I really think that you would do your students a service to really just follow up with them. Now, 
that does sound like a lot of work. So let me explain on how that would work, <laughs> especially if you've got a ton of students. Um, if you don't have too many students, I think you're pretty obsessed with your analytics and whether people are finishing them or not. Um, and I think it's easy to kind of go in your dashboard and maybe once a week be like, you know what, I'm going to write this canned email and just kind of send it out and be like, hey guys, is there anything that I can do to help? Um, but if you've got a lot of students, um, there's a good chance that you're able to hire a virtual assistant that can kind of help you do that. And what I would suggest is maybe meeting with your virtual assistant, giving them, you know, it could be from you or it could be from your team, you know, hey, the, you know, I don't know, like I use Amy Porterfield a lot. So Amy Porterfield team here, just checking up and seeing how you're doing. Um, if you have a team that can kind of help you or it can be from you, like I said, but just say, hey, I noticed that you, you stopped after module three. Is there anything I can do to help you move forward or make progress? Is there any way that, you know, I can help you over this hurdle? I know that this might be tough or whatever. It doesn't have to be that long, but something just short, succinct, really personal. Um, I feel like people appreciate that a lot. I mean, even if, you know, like I said, they're just too busy. Maybe it has nothing to do with your course and they're just too busy. It's really just about the, the feeling of, wow, this person really cares. There's like this empathy on the other side that I feel really stands out with people. And this is the kind of stuff people share and talk about. Like, imagine if, you know, one of your favorite course creators or course authors, you bought a course and three weeks, three months down the line, they're following up with you. Like, I would share that on social media. I'd be like, I just got, you know, an email from this person, you know, following up with me. Like, they seem to really care that I'm a person that I'm not just a number and they're really caring about my results. And um, I feel like that's just an easy thing to kind of do and just show that you really care, that people really appreciate that. I'm just not seeing. And I talked to other course creators who, who say that they do it. And I was like, oh, that's really awesome. But um, it would be great if a lot more just kind of participated in really making their students feel that support. Yes. Okay. So I'll give my take there and then we'll do a bit of a wrap and then we'll, we'll change directions a little bit. Okay. So yeah, follow up hundred percent. So a couple, and we'll even just go a, a, an even a simple way is it could even be something automated, right? And I know right. it would be better personalized, but let's start simple and then, you know, get more in depth from there. Yeah. So e even just automated, the simplest could be, hey, yeah. after three months or one month, whatever the duration you want, an email just goes out and it could even be everyone. An email yeah. goes out, which is like, hey, you know, you purchased a course a month ago, just want to know, have you finished it? Yes or no? If you yeah. haven't, how far are you and you know, what can I do to help? Yeah, Something. engaging that conversation even is good, I think. Yeah, better than nothing anyway, right? And yeah. you could probably even get a bit more specific with that as well. And you maybe even, I don't do this, so I, I um, don't know for sure, but I'm sure there could be a way that you use your CRM and you can sort of say, hey, this email that goes out every three months or every month or whatever after someone purchases, only do it if they haven't completed the assessment. You know, use Zapier or whatever it may be to to link them up there. So that way it's more personal. Hey, right. name, you know, I see yeah. that it's yeah. been a month and you haven't finished it. Is there anything I can do? You know, so right. it's, uh, you can go that angle there. Or yeah. it could be something where like, and this is a system I'm working on at the moment with my virtual assistant is a combination of the onboarding as well. So, Ooh. you know, every day, anyone that purchases, so my virtual assistant will log on hey, it's 9 a.m. every day. Okay, who purchased yesterday? Great, let me flick them over a, a um, WhatsApp message saying, oh. hey, welcome. Can I just confirm you've got everything? Let me know if you need everything. Great. And then in a month's time, you go back. So say today, it's the 16th of July we're recording this. Great, 16th of August, you go back to that same list. You look at that person. Have they completed it? If they have, let's get some feedback. 
Hey, yeah. um, you know, hey, Monique, see you finished the course a, a month ago. Just wanted to check. What did you think? Out of 10, what did you like? Right. If they say, oh, it was 10, it was awesome. Great. Hey, here's my Facebook. Leave a review, post on social media. If they're like, oh, it wasn't bad, but this, this, this. Great. Go and fix those mistakes that they said. So the next person doesn't get that bad one. Um, if they haven't finished it, th there'll be a mark there saying, you know, just on a Google sheet. Okay, this person hasn't submitted the assessment. Let me follow up and, and see what they can do. So that's yeah. another, you know, virtual assistants, you're paying $5 an hour or something like that. You know, even if you yeah. hire them for an hour, an hour a week to do something <laughs> like that, you know, it's, it's probably a pretty good uh, value for money there. And even on value for money, that's probably something we can talk about here as well, where mm -hmm. um, a lot of people want to charge big money for their courses, you know, uh, and they also want the passive income side and that can be done. I'm, I'm not saying it can't, but right. maybe if you're not making as many sales as you want, uh, maybe it's because you're not doing some of this stuff here and getting the reviews there because it may yeah. be something where you could turn a, I don't know, a $20 course to a $200 course by doing some of these things here. If you're like, yes. all right, Hey, you know, I just want to sit back and do nothing and get all passive income that you can do that. Don't get me wrong. I do that with some course up to $500. Right. Um, mm. but if you're doing it and it's not selling, it may be like, all right, hey, maybe I need to drop the price to more of a, a, a just a set and forget sort of price, or maybe I need to up the service so yes. I get better um, things here. And then also I feel the more experienced you get, the more you can step away and outsource some of this because you've just got more students, more social proof. Like let's, let's use Amy Porterfield just as an example. Let's say even if she didn't follow up, you're probably going to buy her stuff anyway because it's Amy Porterfield. You know yeah. she's good, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. But if it's someone that's not Amy Porterfield and they're trying to charge Amy Porterfield prices, right. well, hold on, you're probably going to have to do a lot more of this stuff here. Yeah, you have to prove yourself. You have to prove that you are you care. Like, yeah, when I first heard of Amy Porterfield, sure, maybe I bought a course, but I wasn't sold on her. You know, I, I liked it. But it's really just like how you make your students feel like there's that quote like people will always forget what you said but they're not going to forget how you made them feel mm -hmm. and when you do these things i mean they're going to feel a certain way and they're going to have this kind of affinity towards you and now like especially with amy porterfield like i want to buy anything that she has just because i know that she takes such good care of her students you know even if i don't need it even if i don't finish it <laughs> it's like she takes such good care of your people that of her people that it's just a no-brainer that you know that you're going to get good service and you know that she's charging a price that she's worth that mm. that's good for you too. So yeah, yes. absolutely agree with that. Love that. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, hey, there's a couple questions I always like to finish up with Monique. Seeing yeah. this is a, a podcast for online course creators and you'll probably know a thing or two about this topic. What's your course platform of choice? If Ooh. we're comparing you know, Teachable versus Kajabi versus Newsenla versus Thinkific versus any of the other million ones out there, uh, yeah. if you had to pick one. <laughs> so the funny thing about this is I always like to consider myself sort of course agnostic be mm. or course platform agnostic because I, you know, I'm more focused on just whether or not the, the course creator is actually helping their student. Yeah. Um, but I am a big fan of Thinkific. I will okay. say... I really am. And the reason why is because I feel like they teach their course creators how to create really outstanding courses that get results. It's not just, hey, come with us and make passive income and everyone's got a course in them and yay. Um, it's more like they're go, they go so in depth, even so far as to help you, you know, figure out how to do the research, how to create the learning outcomes. You know, they just, they, I feel like they're more supportive in delivering something that's going to make an impact on someone's life. Mm. 
mm. versus, hey, just let's everyone can create a course type of thing. Um, that being said, I am a really big fan of Teachable. I'm a big fan of Kajabi. Um, I haven't experienced New Zemler yet, but I've heard some great things about it. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's also personal too. I met the Thinkific team, hung out with them in social media marketing world. They're just awesome. I was there. Were you there? Yeah. Did you go to their pre-convention thing that they what did? Year? What year? This year. I okay. So I didn't go. I didn't go in two thousand. I didn't go this year. Okay. And I yeah. Um, but I went the year before that. Who was there? And was it Hunter? No, I was talking to Patty and Rob, and um, we kind of just like it was like one of those um, after course creator yep. sessions hang at like happy hours yep. and yep. we were like riding bicycles and like on this thing in San Diego. I don't know. <laughs> it was just a lot of fun. And I actually ran into them my first year on um, the train on the way back to LA. Like there was this big train delay and I just happened to run into them there. And that was really cool too. So I just, I feel like they're just so fun and helpful and supportive. And I just had really good experience with their brand and their platform is awesome too. So what can I say? Yes, <laughs> Think of it. Yeah. Fan. I, um, I've fiddled with it. I've never had a course on there actually, but yeah, I went to a, they ran a pre-convention this year at social media marketing world. It was free. Oh, you could go man. like the, the, the like, sorry, a pre pre-convention. If you're listening to this, there's an event in San Diego every year called social media marketing world. It's like a two or three or four day event. There's usually a, a pre-convention day with like a bit more detail. They went the day before oh, they just yes. hired out a, a coast co-working space said hey it's for online course creators it was a half-day workshop and yeah it was really really good oh that's awesome yeah. yeah i know in the app for social media marketing world when you're there you know you can just meet up with so many people mm. and have all the all the events like that's how i found out about all the thinkific events because they were just like hey we're gonna be here for happy hour hey we're going here next like come have fun with us so yeah that's really cool i'm glad they did that that's awesome yeah it was awesome um okay so next question now you're obviously a mentor to plenty of people out there. This is a two-part question. Okay. If you had to recommend certain number of or uh, any specific books, if you got a favorite book or two that either helped you on your career journey or could help some upcoming course creators, and then the follow-up to that is mentors. I know we've mentioned Amy Porterfield, so we'll give her a shout out. But if there's anyone else where you always buy their courses or you follow them on social media or maybe you've hired them as a as a coach, what can you tell us there? Books and mentors. Oh my gosh, my favorite subjects. I would say the number one book that really made me feel like, wow, all course creators should read this was called Beyond Satisfaction by Brienne Dick. And that was really good because it was the first book that I read that really talked about getting students results mm. and less about, hey, I have a course. And more just about like, instead of thinking, oh, what can I teach? Mm. She was like, you know, what do people want to learn from you? Versus like, oh, let me just think about what I'm passionate about or something like that, you know? And I just feel like she takes a deeper look at course creation than I've seen. And I really, really like that. It's called Beyond Satisfaction. I'm Amazoning so, it right now before I yeah, forget. Yeah, really liked it. I read it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another book that I am about a quarter of the way through that I really like is Expert Secrets. I have oh, never read. Yes. Yeah, I've never read any of Russell Brunson's book. I ha books. I have Dotcom Secrets. Um, never read it though. So I was talking to a course creator who was like, you need to read expert secrets. That's like the number one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm reading it and I'm really enjoying it. So. Yes. Well, um, I'm, I'm just on Amazon now. Is there a free Kindle version for, um, I think cause I'm a pro. Yes, I can get on Kindle status. Unlimited. It is free. That's how I got it. Or yeah. if you have Kindle Unlimited, I think it's like $9.99 a month, but yeah, you can get it free if you have that. Yeah. In Australia, I'm, I'm 
because I'm a huge reader myself. So I'm going to download that for free as soon as I get out of this podcast. And yes, Expert Secrets, I would say in terms of a marketing side of things, that's the best book I've ever read. It's Russell Brunson, if you haven't, yes. if you haven't read it. It's the owner of ClickFunnels. Mm-hmm. So yes, that, I think that in so, it's almost like a course. Like I feel oh. like I've spent $5,000 on a course and not got info that good, you know? <laughs> So, and then his follow-up. Have you read Traffic Secrets? I have not. I didn't, actually didn't know. I, I had heard that he had a new book. I didn't know about that one. Just as good. One and oh. two, one and one. I, I feel if, if you did nothing else in the internet marketing space, but just read Expert Secrets and Traffic Secrets, I feel you could run a successful online business just reading wow. those two books. And I didn't like dot-com secrets. You know, I read oh, really? dot-com. Yeah, I'm like, this is boring. I wasn't even going to buy expert secrets because I'm like, this first one was rubbish. But then I, I ran out of ideas on my book list. So I was like, ah, I'll buy this expert secret thing. And it was the best ever. Oh, I, I am loving it so far. So oh. that's, that's one I would recommend then. <laughs> okay. Mentors. We've mentioned Amy Porterfield. Anyone else you look up to, whether you've worked with them directly, whether you've bought a course or whether it's just someone you, you follow up on social media. Yeah, um, I would say Brian Harris is one of my favorites. He runs Growth Growth Tools or Growth University. Um, he used to be the owner of Video Fruit. I don't know if you ever heard of Video Fruit, um, but he's really big on helping course creators succeed. So big. He's got a coaching program that's a year-long coaching program, which I am in. It's called Growth University. Um, and he also has monthly accelerator programs. So... Um, there's one that I enrolled in called Conversion Accelerator. So it's like $500 a month of just like working with a small team, just getting, doubling your leads basically on your site. So, I'm learning so much from this. I'm buying books. I'm joining Facebook <laughs> groups. What's, what's this guy's name so I can connect with him? Uh, Brian Harris. I believe it's B-R-Y-A-N oh, and then H-A-R-R-I-S. Growth University is his... Um, is his program growthtools.com i believe is his website he's got a lot of tools for entrepreneurs you would love them a lot of really easy tools to just implement like really good um i really like him oh go ahead uh, where do we follow you to is he is it instagram facebook where's the best place if we can check him out for free first before we invest oh yeah i would say growthtools.com okay i believe is his site because i just i facebooked and i've got the the drummer from um the vengabonds oh yeah no yeah <laughs> a few brian harris you know, around there <laughs> you know he's not he's not actually that big on social i haven't he he has an instagram that he doesn't really go on um okay. facebook i haven't really checked him out there but growthtools.com um and subscribe to his email list like okay. i think i found him in an ad like an instagram ad or something like that um he's really good because he gets people results like insane his accelerators like I doubled my leads after taking it. Like he, every week he's like, here, this is what you have to do. You meet three times a week, like on zoom and he teaches you and then you go do it. And then they give you feedback. Just what I was saying. It works. You know, it really gets you where you want to be. He has another one on partnerships, like creating partnerships with people. Um, and I think he just came out with a webinar one too, webinar accelerator. So he's doing a lot of cool things and he's one of the people that really just kept me focused this year. Um, and just made me feel like I had support. And I think he's, he's done a lot for course creators. He's really one to check out for sure. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely check him out. Uh, now about you, Monique, if anyone's listening to this and they're like, you know what, I want to hire Monique services or let's start with that. Someone wants to hire you. Where do they go? Proofmango.com. 
If you go to proofmango.com, right in the header, there is an opt-in. You can get a course quality checklist that goes over a lot of the things that I mentioned here. Um, if you just want to give your course like a quick polish, freshen it up a little bit, um, there's a freebie right if, at the top of the page if you go to proofmango.com. Awesome. I'll put that yeah. in the show notes. If someone's, they're not ready for your services yet, but they want to follow you or, or keep an eye on you and, and social media in case sometime, sometime they do want to use your services, what's the best? Facebook, Instagram, yeah. uh, Twitter? Yeah I'm, on, yeah, I'm on Instagram pretty much every hour. So Instagram <laughs> at Proof Mango. And I'm also on Facebook. So facebook.com slash Proof Mango. And I occasionally go on Twitter. I'm at Proof Mango there as well. <laughs> awesome. Well, Hey, Monique, that's pretty much all I wanted to get through today. Is yeah. there uh, anything I forgot to ask or is there anything I should have asked you but didn't or is there anything you want to finish this off with? Um, I would just say really your student success is what's going to get you long-term mm -hmm. results. There's a lot of things you can do to get short-term results, mm -hmm. but if you really focus on your student success, you'll see the longer-term success that you're really looking for. Love that. No, I'll give my two cents on that as well. I feel like anyone can sell something crap once, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard. You know, you can learn a few sales tips, you know, put, put, make a few posts on social media. Some idiot will buy it, right? right. If, if, that, if that's not good, it's not going to be consistent results because, right. and there's a few different ways around that. Say someone buys it and it's not good, you're not going to get a testimonial from that person. So you're not going to be able to use that from your marketing. They're not going to refer you to anyone. You're not going to get referrals and even just a confidence thing as well. Like if you're selling someone something and they're not getting results, it's going to be harder for you to sell. Not even like a testimonial side of thing. It's just, you're not going to believe in it as much as if you had a hundred people that are like, this is the best course I've ever done. These are the best results I've ever gotten. Um, you know, make sure you go and do it. Your confidence will be through the roof. Because you'll even have that attitude where it's like, you know what, this is amazing. If you do it, it's going to change your life. Whether you do it, it doesn't bother me or not. I'm making sales either way, right? But <laughs> if you want to change your life, this is what you got. That's a such more powerful sell than you trying to convince someone to, to try and buy it, right? So right. I think that's, that's important there in terms of testimonials, referrals, common sense, but even just mm -hmm. belief for yourself you're getting these people results going to be, you're going to believe it so much more and that side of things there. Yes. And there was something yes. Else I was going to say, yeah. And even in, in results as well. So I'm a big results person, right? Mm -hmm. Because you might have a course and it may look good. You know, it might be professional quality videos right. and professional quality audio, but if it doesn't do the transformation that it said it was going to do and your student doesn't get the result, it's almost a waste. Like no one's going to be like, yeah, do this course. You're going to watch high quality videos and <laughs> listen to high quality audio. Like if you don't get that transformational result, it doesn't really matter. So that's yes. a, a very important. And then the other bits, the icing on cake. It's like, great. You know, Hey, here's, here's the transformation that I can give you. I can give this transformation and now let's make it as, as good as possible. Let's proofread it. No mistakes, audio, good video, good. Um, or, you know, all that sort of stuff there. Absolutely. Yeah. Start with that transformation. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Hey Monique, thanks very much for your time. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here. What are you, you're going to go and head off and go to Beverly Hills now or Hollywood? What's the, <laughs> well, if we weren't in the time of COVID, <laughs> <laughs> then I just might take a ride somewhere. <laughs> but for now, we're stuck at home for a bit, which is fine. I, I'm grateful to be where I am. <laughs>
you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses. 